Blog Talk Radio. Come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher. After this I looked, and behold the door was open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet, the trumpet talking with me, which said, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, and I will show you things which must be
So again, we praise God for you joining us. And we will have a word of prayer, and then we'll go on into our topic this morning and just let the Holy Ghost have his way in Jesus' name. Father, we bring you glory, honor, and praise this morning. We just magnify you, Lord God, because you and you alone are worthy, Lord. So we just bless you this morning. We bring you glory, hallelujah, to your name, Lord God. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for this another day, another opportunity. Lord, Lord, to come before you, Lord God, to come before your people, Lord God, to, to, to say whatever it is you want me to say, Lord. I just thank you right now for allowing me to be your mouthpiece this morning. So, Holy Spirit, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will speak in and through me as never before. Continue to hide me behind your cross. But continue to hide me, Lord, that, that others will hear you and not me, that they may hear what you you have to say, Lord, not what I have to say, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. So speak to my heart, Lord. Speak in me and through me to your people this morning, Lord. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, have your way, have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord, I just thank you this morning. I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you the praise, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, for those that are listening, whenever they are listening, whenever you lead them to listen, that they will hear you and not me, that you will speak something specific, something relevant, something a right now word to their hearts, that they are able to go forth to revive the dream that you have placed within them. So, Lord, I know that you have purpose for many of us to come forth at such a time as this, many that have been waiting in the wilderness, waiting in the mountains, waiting in that secret dark place, waiting, Lord God, as you prepared them and prepared us, Lord God, and that now you are saying it's time for us to come forward and for those that you've given dreams to and it seems so long ago, Lord God, that some of us have given up and some of us have, have just buried things, Lord God, and not even hope, tried to hope anymore. But, Lord, you have said and you sent your word this day, Lord God, to revive the dream, Lord God. So, Lord, I pray right now for those, Lord God, that, that you have purpose for them to revive the dreams, the hopes, the aspirations that you place within their hearts, that they too will grab a hold, Lord God, that they will proclaim, that they will declare and decree, that they will speak. Lord God, to those dreams, Lord God, and that they will, their faith will rise up within them as never before, Lord. Lord, that they will take a hold and grab a hold and don't let go of that which you have purposed in their hearts, Lord. And I pray for specific words, specific instructions that they may come forth to our spirits this morning as you are speaking, as you are teaching in me and through me, that we all will hear you, Lord, and that you will speak a specific, specific instruction to each of us that are hearing what you have to say. And, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just speak with such clarity that we will know without a shadow of a doubt that it is you and what the next step is, what the next thing is for us specifically, individually, and collectively, because we know it's all about the souls. We know it's all about your people coming into the kingdom, Lord God, and that souls may be saved, that lives may be changed, that people will be healed, delivered, and set free by the power of your 
spirit. So I'll let your anointing flow through these airways, through the cyberspace, as never before. It's only the anointing that, that can destroy any yoke. It's only the anointing that makes the difference. So I pray that the anointing to, the anointing to heal, to deliver, to set free, to save, to encourage, to strengthen, whatever it is you want to do, Lord, in and through us who are listening, I pray that your anointing will touch right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, even for those that are not listening, Lord God, those that you have purposed to listen but are not able to for whatever reason, Lord, and, Lord, there is no distance in the spirit, oh, God. So I pray right now, Lord God, that all over the world, wherever they're listening, wherever you have purposed for them to hear your word, that you will speak to our heart and speak to our spirits and let the manifested glory come forth in our lives this day and every day forward. I thank you for it right now, that all that I do and all that I say will be for your glory and for your glory alone. I pray right now, Lord God, that there will be deliverance, that there will be healing, that their people will be strengthen and encourage, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that your will be done, Lord. Your will, Lord, not my will, not our way, Lord God, but your will be done. And Lord, I thank you right now that you're moving even now, oh God. You're moving even now by the power of your spirit. So Lord, I give you the glory. I give you the honor. And Lord, how I give you the praise. Show yourself mighty. Show yourself strong. Show yourself, Lord God, in the lives of your people throughout this day. Lord, I give you glory, honor, and praise. Lord, I can't thank you enough. Lord, I can't thank you enough. Hallelujah to your name, God. Hallelujah to your name, God. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Lord. So just have your way, O God. Have your way, O God. Manifest your glory. Manifest your glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty and blessed name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Again, today, um, our topic is Revive the Dream. Revive the Dream. It is time for many of us to revive the dream that God has placed within us. He is saying now, now is the time for the dream to come back to life, just as Jesus did, just as Lazarus did, just as Ezekiel called forth the dry bones. It does not matter how long it has been. You must call forth that which God has placed within your heart, that which God has placed within your spirit, and to call forth those dry bones in the name of Jesus, that the will of God may be manifested in the earth in the mighty name of Jesus. So we want to start this morning start this morning um in Ezekiel thirty seven. In Ezekiel thirty seven. Ezekiel thirty seven. Um where it talks about the valley excuse me, the valley of the dry bones. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Ezekiel says, starting with verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and, and lo, they were very dry. I'm going to read it from the um, New Living Translation. The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. 
he led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were covered and covered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord, sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover the bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the life to the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord, that then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Now, I have read from uh, Ezekiel 34, verse 1, through verse 14, and this paints the picture of our teaching this morning, reviving the dream. God, is, as many of you uh, uh, know the um, story about the valley of dry bones, and those of you that do not know, uh, you want to go through and read and meditate on the this uh, really the whole chapter, but mainly verse 1 through 14. Because God is saying to to Ezekiel to speak, and that's what he's saying to us this morning, today. Whenever you're listening, he is saying for you to speak to those dry bones. He's saying for you to speak to and declare and decree to those dry bones. Whatever the dream is, whatever the vision is, he's saying for you to speak it out. He's telling you to tell those dry bones, those dreams, those visions, whatever he's called you to do, whatever he's placed within your heart, he's saying to speak it out into the airways. He's saying to declare and decree what it is that he has spoken. Speak to those dry bones. When you give a prophetic message, you're speaking, you're declaring, you're decreeing what thus saith the Lord. And he's saying to speak to those dry bones. And he tells dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. So whatever your vision is, whatever your desire is, tell it to listen 
to the word of the Lord because God is saying to you right now, he's saying to me right now to speak to those dry bones, to speak to those things as we follow the instruction of the Lord and say what it is God is telling us to say. Then he said with the dry bones to listen to the word of the Lord. And he said, as, as I'm going to put breath in you, so as we speak to those, <clears throat> to those things, then God is going to breathe on it. The Holy Spirit is going to breathe on it, that it will come to life again. Because as he spoke to the dry bones, the bones came together, and the the bones were scattered all over the valley. They were a, a bone over here and a bone over there and a bone somewhere else. And whatever it is God has placed in your heart, it, it may be scattered. It may not look like it's going to come together, but God said for you to speak to those bones, that leg bone, that arm bone, that finger bone, that head bone, that knee bone, that toe bone. Speak to whatever that bone is, and as you speak to those bones, those bones will come together, and they will form a body. They will come together and form a whole body, and it will look like it's living because it's come together and it's covered with the skin and the sinew and, and the blood vessels and all of that, and it's looking like it's alive, but it's still not moving. It's come together, and all the skin has come on it and covered it, and, and it's showing forth like it's alive and well. But he said it's not living yet. It's come together, but it's still not living. But as you continue to speak, as you continue to speak to those bones, as you continue to speak to that body, as you continue to speak to that dream, as you continue to speak to that which God has placed within your heart, and those those things start to come together and form a vision, something that you can articulate then he's saying as it comes together and, you, and he shows you what it is and you start speaking what you see and then you speak it to it and then you give it another message and, and then, then, then you just pray for the Holy Spirit to breathe on it, to, for the winds from the four corners of the world to breathe on it. And then as he breathes on it, it will come to life. And not only will it be have come together and form something that, that's tangible, that's visible, something that you can see, something that you can make sense of, something that you can start to believe for, then as you do that and it comes together, then he says to speak to it again. He says, speak to the wind, son of man. He said, then as you speak and you say, come, O breath, from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. Because just as with Adam, when he made Adam and he made Eve, he had to he had to breathe into Adam before Adam would become a living soul. So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has to breathe on that which God has called you to speak into existence. God spoke the world into existence. So whatever he's placed within our hearts, we are to speak it into existence and allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on it, that not only that it comes to existence, but it's able to have life, is able to move, is able to do something, and you're able to see it move in the name of Jesus. And he said, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke as he commanded me, and breath came into the, these bodies, and they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great and mighty army. So we see that the principle here is for us to speak. We have to speak everything that we create our world by what we speak. If we're speaking positive things, if we're speaking what God has told us to speak, then it will create life. 
It will create life. It will create our world. But if we don't speak, we got to open our mouth. We've got to speak. we got to declare and decree. we got to prophesy to ourselves. You know, many of us follow prophets all around because we want to hear a word from the Lord. We want to hear what the prophet has to say. Well, you're the prophet of your own life. You prophesy to yourself. You prophesy what God is speaking to your heart so that what God has purposed for you is going to come. Somebody else may confirm it. You may hear another prophet or another person that you might not even consider a prophet to speak. They will confirm what God has said to you, but you got to speak. You have to open your mouth so that what God has purposed for you may come to pass in the name of Jesus. So, so you want to speak what God is saying to you. Whatever it is he's placed within your heart, you want to speak it out. And as, just as Ezekiel spoke it out, just as Ezekiel prophesied, and the bodies came together, and he prophesied to the wind, he declared, prophesied to the Holy Ghost, talked to the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost will breathe on that. He says, but you've got to speak when words create our world. If we speak in negative all the time, our world is going to be negative. We're still creating our world. Even if it's negative, we're creating our world. But if it's positive, if it's aligned with the word of God, the will of God, then that is what we are going to get. So we want to speak. And then what's in your heart? The word of God says that what the, the, what's in our heart is, is, is what is going to come out of our mouths. So we have to make sure that our, what's in our heart is in line with the word of God, with the will of God. In other words, what's in your subconscious? What are you thinking? Because you know how you, you may go about and you may stomp your toe, and some of us, when we stomp our toe, we curse. Because that's within our heart. That's what's deep, and that's the first thing that comes out when a sudden thing happens that catches us off guard, or somebody cuts you off when you're driving down the road and you you, you say something nasty to people. Because that's within your heart. But but those are the times that we can know there's a good example to show us what is in our heart. And so when we see those things that. Uh, uh, coming out of our mouths and we're shocked. Well, I don't know why I said that. Oh, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, it came out of your heart. That's what's in your heart. That's what's deep down within you. So we have to continue to work within our heart so that what comes out of our hearts when those certain situations happen, that the what comes out of our mouth will glorify God and be a blessing to somebody else. But you want to to have it down in your heart and Whatever God has is, is, is given over to you, you want to you wanna write the vision. In Habakkuk 3, it talks about writing the vision and making it plain that those that read it may run with it. But though it tarry, it shall come. So though your dream may have been tarrying, though it may have been a long time, it has been a long time according to our time because we are conscious of time. But God is not conscious of time because he's not in time. There is no beginning to him. There is no end to him. He just is. And so that's the same thing with us. He just is. So we cannot, we have to be careful that we don't concentrate on time. We don't concentrate on how long it's been and how long it's taken. Because when we do that, then we cause ourselves to to um, get frustrated and, and to be mindful of something that we really don't need to be mindful of. So we have to be sure that we don't um, uh, we don't um, 
We don't cause ourselves to, to become frustrated because we're look, busy looking at the time. We're busy looking at the calendar. We're busy looking at the clock. You know, we have to stay focused on what God is saying and, and put time in God's hands because his timing is perfect, and, and God redeems the time. He's a redeemer of all things. He is a restorer of all things. So though time has passed, and it may seem like it's taken forever. There is no time in God. So, again, we leave those things in God's hands. Amen? So, so though nothing seems to have changed for many of us in the natural, God is saying to, to us today to, to write the vision and make it plain. So, and then as we write the vision and make it plain, that we're to read over it and mull over it and speak it out constantly, speak it out constantly, um, I, I know for myself, when the Lord first gave me the uh, vision for the Center of Renewal, um, um, that was, in fact, it's been 15 years now, when he first gave me the first glimpse or the first little tidbit as far as the Center of Renewal is concerned, and, and then he gave me more in-depth of um, the vision for the Center of Renewal back in 1998. And um, uh, much of it has not come to pass. Some of it is part of it is right now, which is a new part, mind you, because uh, he didn't give me this back in 1998. I don't know if there was even a blog talk radio back in 1998. Um, um, never thought about doing websites or anything like that back in 1998. But the, the, the websites and the blog talk radio and some other things that God has since placed upon my heart uh, for the vision and added to the vision. But God is saying to me, he's saying to you, he's saying revive the dream. And sometimes um, God will, when he gives us a vision, you know, sometimes like myself, we take it because we, we don't know any better and, and we take it and we run with it and we try to make it happen because we think that's what we're supposed to do. Not that we're trying to be disobedient, not because we're trying to make something happen in and of ourselves, but because a lot of times many of us don't know any better. But, you know, I didn't know anything about a process. I didn't know that, you you know, I thought when God gave you something, you just went ahead and you, you did it. You know, you, you made it happen because God spoke it, then, hey, let's go for it. But I did not know that I had to go through a process, that God had to prepare me for what he's called me to do. Um, you know, a lot of times people think because God gives them something right then that they're ready to do whatever it is, and and so they go out and do it, and, you know, they don't have any character, they don't have any integrity. Um, there are certain things that they need to learn that is a, how to do that's a part of what God has called them to do. And so, but they don't allow that part to happen. Excuse me. And there's much to be revealed. And, and you know, God gives us some of it just so that we know, okay, you got a calling, you got a purpose and a plan, so this is where I'm taking you. But that's not all it is, you know. And I thought that that was all it was. And I attempted, of course, to try to make it happen. Like I said, not knowing any better, but if I would do so much and God would shut it down. I would do so much, and God would shut it down. So God is, is is showing me that, okay, yes, I want you to do some things. You know, there was some purging that had to take place. Um, there's some, some uh, pouring in and building up that needed to take place. 
And so God was, was doing all of that during these past 15 years. God was doing that, and he's going to continue to do that because I know that even with what he's shown me thus far and what I know right now that he wants me to do, um, there's still more preparation. There's still more that needs to happen uh, in me to prepare me for even greater things, even greater and bigger things because the glory of the Lord, whatever he's doing in and through us is for his glory, that his glory may be manifested in the earth. And I know that the Lord has called me to do great and mighty exports for his kingdom. So the process doesn't really stop. You're prepared for a certain segment, if you will, or a certain part or certain leg or whatever, but he continues to prepare you until we continue on to perfection because what he's called us to do is for the perfecting of the saints, but it starts with our perfecting. And that as God perfects us, then we're able to help others that they may too may become mature in that area and we continue to grow in the things of God. And in the meantime, he has us doing work for the kingdom. We're working with him. We're partnering with God. We are his body throughout the earth that's doing work for him. And so it's, again, not about um, what we're doing for ourselves. It's about what we're doing for him and for the upbuilding of his kingdom. So uh, we talked about... um, we talked about Ezekiel 37, and again, him speaking to the dry bones with God. That's our first instruction is to speak to those dry bones, to speak whatever it is, to whatever the vision is, whatever the plan of God for your life is, to speak it out into the airways and allow God to 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 continue to show you what it is he's called you to do. And then as you speak it out, as you declare and decree, as you create your world by speaking out those things, and, and you just keep speaking, though you may not see the manifestation of it for a long time, according to our thinking. But again, with God, there is no time. And then he said, not, then as you're declaring and you're speaking it forth, then in addition to that, then our instruction is to write the vision and make it plain. So whatever part that God has given you already, to write it down. And then as God adds, excuse me, may add to that which he's given you, then you want to write that down. He said, write the vision and make it plain that those that read it may run with it. Say, though the vision tarry, it shall come to pass. So though it may seem like a long time, though it may seem like it's, is is not coming to pass. Though it may seem like it will never come to pass. He said it's gonna carry, but it shall come to pass. And then we have to keep hoping. Don't stop hoping. Don't stop believing. Don't give up. In order for our faith to work, we have to have hope. For faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So though you don't see it right now, you have your faith, your 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 hope. Your hope, you want to keep hoping. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So your faith is the substance. Your faith is what brings the hope alive. Your faith is the substance that causes or the thing that causes your what you're hoping for to be manifested. So without you got to hope in order to have faith. So you got to be hoping for something. You got to be believing for something. For for now, faith is you got faith right now. So keep hoping, keep believing, keep holding on. 
uh, uh, there's a, a scripture also in the Old Testament where it talks about uh, uh, those that have held on to the horns of the altar because they knew if they held on or they felt like if they, and some that held on to the horns of the altar were no, not supposed to be holding on. But if you hold on, and in our case, we're supposed to hold on to the horns of the altar. In other words, hold on to the word of God. Hold on to what God has purposed in your heart. Hold on to what God has spoken to you. Though the storms of life may be raging all around you, though doubt and fear and unbelief want to creep in and take over, but you hold tight. You keep the vision before you. Jesus was able to go to the cross because he kept the glory, the glory, the vision, the end result, me and you coming to him. He kept that before him, and that's what enabled him to endure the cross, to endure the being forsaken by God. He was able to keep that vision before him. He knew the end result. He knew what was supposed to happen. God had showed him, and he held on to what God showed him, and that helped him to hold on and endure the suffering and the pain and the embarrassment and the, the, the uh, forsaking of even the people all around him that forsook him and abandoned him and rejected him and those same ones that had lifted him up and laid down their coats and laid down the palms and, and said, Hosanna, the God, the, the most high, those same ones that celebrated him a week before, that next week that said crucify him, kill him and spit on him and beat him. But he held on. He kept the glory before him. Though he was bruised and beaten and battered, he kept the glory of the Lord before him. So though the storms of life are raging all around you, though the devil may be be knocking at your door and beating down your door and beating on your head, you still hold on to what you know God has spoken to you. You still hold on to the word of God. You still declare and decree what thus saith the Lord. You still prophesy to that vision. You still prophesy to yourself what thus saith the Lord, and you hold tight to the promises of God, though it may seem like it's not going to happen, because I'm sure at some point with Jesus, it didn't seem like it was going to happen. It didn't seem like, but he, he, he had faith. He had to have faith to even be crucified and to go to the cross and to have faith. If he had not had faith, he would have never rose again. So if he had to have faith and he was Jesus and he was the God, but he, in his humanness, he had to have faith. So we have to have faith in order for the vision to come to pass, in order for the glory of the Lord to come forth, then we too have to hold tight. We too have to have faith for that which God has purposed for us, that which God has promised us, that the purpose and the vision of God shall be manifested in the earth on this side of heaven, on this side. God has promised it. He said you will receive that on this side, on this side, in the land of the living. So we are supposed to hold tight to whatever it is he has spoken to us, that it all may come to pass in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, for the vision, and this is in Habakkuk 2. I'm sorry, I said Habakkuk 3, but it's Habakkuk 2. And and, uh, Habakkuk said, I will stand upon my watch and set upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision 
and make it clean upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. In other words, it won't go past the perfect timing of God. It won't go past the time that God has set for it to be manifested in the earth. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So it is by our faith. He said the just shall live, and we are the just, and we shall live by our faith in Jesus' name. So I'm going to read it also in the New Living Translation. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. But the righteous, we are the righteous. We will live by our faithfulness to God. So we have to be faithful to God. We have to be faithful to whatever he's purposed, whatever he said, whatever he tells us to do. We have to be faithful in our relationship with him, to seek him, to to, to sit at his feet, to listen to him, to listen to his word, to, to follow the examples, to do what his word says. But it also says in James that we are not just to be hearers of the word, that we are to be doers of the word. So as you are hearing this word, you are to be a doer of the word. You're not just to hear this word and just sit it down and move on like you never heard it, but you are to do whatever it is that this word is saying to you right now. And that starts with me. After I give this message, after I finish this teaching, I have to continue on and continue to do what is being instructed right now and, again, to prophesy. We are to prophesy. We are to declare and decree and speak forth what God has spoken to us. And then as we speak to it and it continues to come together, and then we are to call on the Holy Ghost. We offer it back to him to anointed, to sanctify, to consecrate it in Jesus' name, that the Holy Ghost may breathe on it, that it may come to life in the name of Jesus. And then we are to 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 to, to write the vision. We write it down and we continue to read it. We continue to mull over it. We continue to declare it and decree it in the name of Jesus. And through this process, we talked about the process. So now we want to look at John 15. In John 15, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches to bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. 
Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. So that I have read uh, the New Living Translation from uh, chapter 15, John 15, verse 1 through 8. And it says, you are the branches. You are the branches. We are the branches. Jesus is the vine. From the vine is where the, the branches get their their nutrients, their their uh, ability to remain alive. He said, when you're severed from from the vine, then you you can't live. So when we're severed from God, when we're severed from Jesus, when we don't stay in the Word of God, when we don't when we don't stay in prayer, when we don't stay God minded and uh, 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 kingdom minded and God conscious, then we get separated. And we know when we lose our strength, we lose our life, even uh, uh, if we don't stay connected to the true vine. And Jesus being the true vine, and this is the message that Jesus was giving to the disciples, and he was telling them, you know, that as they go forth in the ministry, because he knew that he wasn't going to be remaining, because he had already said that he had to go, uh, uh, um, go and leave and basically to die so that, and be resurrected so that the Holy Ghost could come. But he couldn't stay on the earth, and if he stayed on the earth, the Holy Ghost could not come, And if, which meant that the ministry would be limited and it probably would have stopped when Jesus died. But because Jesus died and he sent the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of us, all of us who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. And so as we stay connected to the true vine, and he says, my father is the gardener. So God is the one who decides what gets cut off and what gets burned and, and what what he keeps. He said he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And we are the branches that belong to the Lord Jesus. We're connected to the vine. Every branch, everybody who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ is connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said that, that he prunes those branches that do not bear fruit so they will produce even more fruit. So in other words, we are pruned as we go through life and we're doing things. He said, though, sometimes those things, they may be a good thing and it may be a bad thing, but they can be good things and he'll cut those, he'll prune that branch. He'll cut off some of those twigs. And because he knows that when he cuts them off, then he cuts those things off that will allow us to bear even more fruit. I had a, a, a dream many years ago and, um, um, I guess about five or six years ago, and it showed this little this um, a branch um, that was laying on the table. It wasn't connected to the tree, but it was laying on the table. But I know that the message was, and some of it, uh, it looked like it was dead. The branch looked like it was dead. But you know how you see some branches, they don't have any um, blossoms or leaves or anything on it, but part of the, the branch is still um or the limb is still green, has some green, which means it still has some life. And he was letting me know that 
that in that dream that he was pruning me, that he was cutting off some things from me, those things that will stop me from bearing more fruit and much fruit. And so that's the same thing with all of us. But he says, if you remain in me and I remain in you, so as long as we remain in him, he's going to remain in us because he's not going anywhere. The only way we get disconnected is when we disconnect ourselves. So he said a branch cannot produce fruit. Uh, cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. And so as long as we remain in him, abide in him, and allow him to abide in us, as long as we stay in the word of God, we stay in prayer, we continue to worship him, we continue to praise him, uh, 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 we continue to, to listen to what the word of God says, we continue to hear the preaching and the teaching of the word of God, and we continue to do our own studies and and sit quiet and reflect and allow him to speak to us. And he said, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. And this, this broadcast is all about uh, 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 the manifestation of the glory of the Lord. It's all about the glory of the Lord being manifested in the earth through the lives of us, his people. So as we are, we stay connected, uh, uh, as I stay connected, as you stay connected, as all of us stay connected to him, then we, he said that, that, that when we stay connected, he says that, that, that we are, uh, remain in him and his words remain in us that we can ask anything. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, now in order for the word to remain in you, you got to stay in the word. You got to continue to speak the word. He said that um, that we're to, to keep the word of God in our mouths. In other words, we're to continue to speak the word of God declare and decree the word of God. No matter what the situation is in our lives, as we continue to speak the word of God, not speak our circumstances, not speak the negative things that the enemy is speaking into our minds, if we only speak the word, he said, then anything you want, it will be granted. So if you're wondering why things, some things are not happening, if you're wondering why things may seem to be taking so long, it could very well be because you have not remained in him. It could be because his word is not has not remained in you. And he said that when you allow the word to remain and you remain in him, that you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. So not only do we have to hear this word, we have to receive this word, we have to take this word to heart. Take it as truth and prophesy this word. Speak out this word. Lord, you said if I remain in you and I am remaining in you, you said if your words remain in me and your words are remaining in you in me because I'm speaking your word, I'm meditating on your word day and night, I'm declaring and decreeing what your word is saying, then you said if I do these things that anything that I want it will be granted because God knows that if we remain in him and his word remains in us, that we're only going to want, we're only going to desire what he desires, 
and he's going to give us the desire because he is the one who placed the desire in us through his word. So we're not going to ask for anything that's contrary to his word. So he has no problem with giving it to us. But we, the word of God has to remain in us as we continue to remain in him. And he said, and then you will produce much fruit. There's fruit, there's more fruit, and then there's much fruit. He said, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. And so when we talk about fruit, we are talking about the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit, which we find in Galatians 5, so you, I'm not going to read it, but you want to go back to Galatians 5 and read and, and see what it says. I think it starts with 20, verse 22, 23, 24, what the fruit of the Spirit is and what the fruit of the Spirit is not. So look at what fruit you are bearing in your life and compare whether you're bearing the fruit of the Lord or the fruit of the devil, because you're bearing one or the other. There is no in-between. You're either bearing the fruit of God, of the Holy Ghost, or you're bearing the fruit of the devil. So you want to see what fruit you're bearing. So say the tree, if it's a good tree, it's going to bear good fruit. If it's a bad tree, it's going to bear bad fruit. Bear fruit. So which tree are you, which fruit are you, and you know which tree you are, which branch you are, because of the fruit that you're bearing. He said if you... If you don't bear good fruit, if you don't bear good fruit, and I think that's also in uh, Ezekiel 15, uh, between 15 and 18, where it talks about bearing the fruit or the tree that's not bearing fruit, and how, and even it talks about, and it correlates with this chapter where the fruit is the the the, the branch is not bearing good fruit, and all that that's not bearing good fruit is that's no good. Then it is burned, and it's bundled up, and it is burned. So, so, and that also speaks of our eternal existence also. Um, but um, what we're talking about right now, he says, <clears throat> excuse me, if you, if you remain in me, my word remains in you, you shall ask anything you want. Anything you want. He didn't say anything you need. We know he gives the need because he said he already knows what you stand in need of, so you ain't even got to go there. You ain't even got to ask for what you need because he already knows what you need. He's already going to supply what you need. If you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things, all these things that you need, he will give them to you. So we're seeking the kingdom of God. At this point, we're seeking the kingdom of God. But he said anything you want, anything you desire, he said he will give it to you. Ask what you will, and I will give it to you. He said, it will be granted. He said, and you will produce much fruit. So, again, we talked about the fruit, the fruit of the spirit, but then there's also the fruit of people, of the souls that God will allow us to be able to minister to, to offer Christ to, that they may come into the kingdom because we are to be fishers of men. Our fruit is also the fruit that we're bearing by leading others to Christ and by what we say, but mainly by how we live, how we treat one another, how we treat even the unsaved, that those that despitefully use us and misuse us and abuse us, how we are to, to, to treat them with love. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. As we show forth the love of God, then we are producing fruit, and then we will be able to, you say you, there's a saying you get, uh, more fruit, more flies with honey. 
So so we and 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 then also when we heaping the coal, he said when we're nice to people, we're heaping coals upon them. So the nicer we are to people, no matter how they treat us, no matter how they act towards us, as we are exemplifying and showing forth the love of God, that is what's going to draw the people. That's what's going to draw the souls. That's what's going to please God when we show forth the love of God. And he said, I have loved you even as my father. And this is, again, in John 15. I have loved you even as even as the Father has loved me, remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, which is doing what it says, remaining in him and his word remaining in you and prophesying to the word and writing the vision and making it plain and, and speaking forth the word of God day and night, he said, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Again, Jesus being our example setter. I'm not your example setter. Your pastor is not your example setter. Your parents are really not your example setter. The, the people around you are not your example setter. We as Christians, our example setter is the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. So when we do what God says, when we, we, we obey his commandments and remain in his love, he said, I have told you these things. And when we obey what the word of God says, he said, you will be filled with my joy. You'll never be sad. You'll never be sorrowful. He said, yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. When we keep the commandments of the Lord, our joy will overflow. We will have more than enough joy, more than enough joy. Joy supersedes peace. It supersedes happiness. It supersedes all of those good feelings. Joy is joy unspeakable, joy that surpasses everything, joy that goes deep down within. So no matter what's going on around you, you are filled with joy. He said, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way. I have loved you. How did he love us? He gave his life. That's how he loved us. He gave his life. And we are to be selfless and give our lives, give our lives to the Lord that he may use us to give someone else life. You are my friends. Uh, let me back up. Um, to love each, Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for Using my name, this is my command, love each other. So if there's somebody in your life that you feel like you just cannot love, when you see that person and your, the hair goes up on the back of your neck, you get evil, you feel nasty, you feel angry, you start feeling all these negative feelings with no apparent reason, but you feel like that when you see this person coming or those people coming, then that's when you go to the Holy Ghost. 
and you say, Lord, I can't love them in and of myself because they may not even be lovable people. He didn't say love them because they're lovable. He said love them because he said love them. So there are times when we're not able to love people in and of ourselves because they just seem like they don't deserve love. But God says we all deserve love. And so when we love even the most unlovable, it's only by the power of the Holy Ghost. So that's when we are call on the Holy Ghost. And ask the Holy Ghost to, to, to place a love in our heart for those people. If we desire to love as God has purposed for us to, then he said anything you ask, anything you desire, even that, that we are able to love those that, that, that we don't want to love. But because we want to be obedient to the word of God, because we want to keep his commandments, then he will give it to us. He will enable us to love. I've had that to happen in my life. There was somebody, and there was no outward reason that I disliked this person, but it was just something about that person. Whenever I saw them come around, I just had a instant dislike for them. And I said, Lord, you said in your word that we are to love people no matter what. We don't, may not have to like them. He didn't say like them, but you said love them. And it wasn't even didn't, wasn't that I didn't like the person. They were a nice person, but it was just something. I still can't tell you today what it was. But I said, Lord, and he answered me, and he enabled me to love that person. And there have been other people that I've had to ask the Lord to help me to love them because some of them did stuff against me, you know, that I felt was wrong and just tried to tear me down and all that other stuff. But I said, Lord, you said you said to love. And so the only way I can love this person is you have to help me, Holy Ghost. And he has been faithful to do that, and he is faithful to do that. So, again, all of that we're seeing today to revive the dreams, to prophesy to those dreams, to declare and decree what God has spoken to your heart. And, and, and as you continue to speak life to those dreams, to speak life to that which God has placed within your heart and call on the Holy Ghost to breathe on it, offer it back to God to sanctify the consecrated, that it will bring him glory and not you glory and not me glory. Uh, to to revive the dream within our heart and, and, and then to write the vision. Even if you wrote it, whatever the new part is, write and add that to it. Whatever it is God has added to it, write the vision and make it plain and then declare it and speak it out and keep it before you. Post it in places where you can't help but see it and read it. And, and, and he said, and then that, as you share it with others, that make it so clear and plain that they will even be able to run with it and declare, you know, God has given this person a vision. You know, just as, as the disciples, when they, Jesus went uh, out and he started getting his, his disciples and, and there was some that said, come see this man, come follow him. And, and, and so as you're following Jesus, as you're doing what God has said for you to do, then God is going to put people in your path. He's going to show you people that's going to help you to do what he's called you to do. And then those people are going to be, as you share the vision with them, then, then, then they're going to share the vision with somebody else. And they're going to say, come on, let's go help this person. You know, they got something that God has given them something awesome, something mighty. And we want to, I want you to come and help me to help them. And and so as God has, has, has puts it out before you and you put it out before somebody else, they will be able to take that vision and run with it. They will be able to declare that vision 
and 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 share whatever it is, what skills and what knowledge and whatever it is they believe that God has given them to help you to do what God has called you to do. So we thank the Lord for this teaching today, and and I'm sure that God is going to give me some more at some point uh, um, to to continue on that our vision is um, manifested, that the that, that we are able to revive the dream. There's some things that I can think of even now that I will jot down and we'll come back again and pick up where we are if the Lord leads there. But, you know, this is all about building. This is like building blocks. So every time that we come on and we're teaching and preaching the word of God, it's building. It's helping me and it's helping all those that God has purposed to hear this, to be able to take what God is saying and apply it starting right now to our current situation so that we're able to walk in the fullness of what God has purposed for our lives. So, Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise today, Lord God, for all that you have spoken, all that you are revealing to us, your people, Lord God. So we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for all those who have purposed to listen to these teachings and this message, Father. We thank you, Lord God. We give you glory. Until next time, this is Elder Gloria Holloway, Higher Design for Living Radio Broadcast. Thank you for joining us. We give God the glory for you right now. And we know that he will manifest all that you have purposed in your heart because it is in line with his will in this way. In Jesus' name, amen. The trumpet talking with me, which said, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, and I will show you things which must be. Come up high.